0: Live from New York, it's Ask This Engineer.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to Ask An Engineer, or This Engineer, whatever the show's called. It's me, Lady Ada the Engineer, with me is Mr. Lady Ada, broadcasting live from downtown Manhattan. We're here for about an hour, telling you all about the latest news in the making, engineering, hacking community. we got a lot of stuff going on, including some new chips that arrived. I'll show you some yeah. sneak peeks of that. Let's get right into it, because we got a lot to cover this week.
0: All right. On tonight's show, we'll have some reminders. Talk about uh, shipping and all the good stuff. Our team thanks you for placing orders. You can support an independent, woman-owned electronics company, manufacturing,
1: manufacturing
0: in USA. That's right. By just ordering something on Adafruit. Show and tell. People around the world will show and share their project. Lydia will talk about who's on the show and tell, what they shared, and more. Time travel. We're going to uh, look around the world: makers, hackers, artists, and engineers, and cover some current news, and more. Adafruit Jobs or jobs.adafruit.com you can post your skills if you want to get your resume out there and more if you want to work for a cool company and if you're a company you can hire makers right from the community we'll do some python on hardware news some main new york city factory footage some 3d printing digikey and adafruit we'll do buy mpi this week is remcom we'll do some new products we'll answer your questions we'll do all that and more on Ask an Engineer, and don't forget we answer your questions over at AdafruitIT slash Discord. Ask an Engineer. That's right. All okay. right. Well, let's first go through a couple things. Um, we had some snow, and there's parts of the country that are still experiencing some weather, so you yeah. can see packages start to get delayed throughout the country. Throughout
1: the system. I have packages that are in Ohio. They're hanging out in Ohio for weeks now. I would really yeah. like them to come here. Um, and if I'm having that issue and I, I ship a lot of stuff, then you know uh, you're going to be seeing the same thing. There's uh, snow and weather all over the United States. It's winter. Um, this is also, you know, partially why we tell people for holiday sales, don't wait till the last minute. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing our best to get stuff out as quickly as possible. Uh, there may be delays. Uh, if timing is important, try to, you know, not wait to the last moment and uh, ship overnight uh, if you need it within the next couple of days. But we are working fast and furious. Yeah.
0: Okay, um, other things, um, we're doing the 100 days of masking, about like probably 50-something days left. Mm-hmm. When you place an order on the Adafruit site, not only do you get all these things that we're just going to talk about in a second, but, if you but mask. we uh, toss in a mask, USA only, at this time. Okay, Lady Ada, when they place an order on our site and they hit certain tiers, what do they get?
1: I'm glad you asked. At $99 or more, you they get a free perma-proto half-size breadboard, perfect for taking your side breadboard project soldering on it to make it permanent 149 or more you get a free stem qt board we have like a 25 different boards we will uh choose from to give you one we'll pick a random one each time if you have an account you'll get a different one otherwise it's really like random like we call random and whatever number comes in that's the one you get um, so i uh, collect them all all sorts of sensors and controllers and devices and more um, Free UPS ground shipping at $1.99 or more in the content of the United States. And two ninety nine dollars or more, you get a free circuit Playground Express, our all-in-one development board that's perfect for people who want to learn electronics, coding, without needing to do any soldering. You can alligator clip on or use the built-in sensors, buttons, and LEDs.
0: Okay. Let's keep moving right along. That's right. Show and tell. People around the world showing their stuff. Lady Ada, Who's on the show until this week, and what did they share?
1: Glad you asked. Sean uh, came by for Digikey, talking about his uh, free Artas tutorial that he's been uh, posting up on their YouTube check. out YouTube chat. YouTube uh, um, channel. Go to YouTube, YouTube.com slash DigiKey uh, to take a look and uh, watch. I think he's going to do 12 episodes, and they're up to seven. Uh, this week, um, doing a uh, serial port UI while also reading a microphone input and calculating um, the uh, volume. So, um, you have multiple things happening at once and using, um, you know, not using DMA. DMA, of course, is great, but in this case, um, using um, RTOS threads instead. We had Trev come by. Doing a lot more BLM, uh, sorry, doing a lot more circuit board AR stuff in the Adafruit AR app. Um, this week was the BLM Badge our Workshop PCB uh, that has a Black Lives Matter logo and um, all sorts of cool circuitry. It's great for people who want to learn electronics and you can also wear it. Um, thanks to the AR app, it'll show you what the components are and also give you like a cool uh, yellow, like c- circular text surrounding it um, that moves with the circuit board. It's incredible how good the uh, AR. Technology is these days. I mean, like it tracks the objects so well. Um, and thankfully, our circuit boards are really high contrast. Maybe that's why they do such a good job. Um, more AR stuff coming from Trev uh, next week. Some some exciting uh, new boards are going to drop into the AR recognizer. Um, JP published his MagTag Sports Guide. Uh, you know, it's one of the projects that we wanted to do for the MagTag. We finally. Uh, we're able to do it. Uh, we have enough um, software support and uh, date time management. You can uh, use the ESPN Jason, uh, free Jason feeds to get sports scores and upcoming games. You will always uh, be up to date, put on your fridge, and you'll be notified when um, your favorite uh, uh, team is playing or if you want to follow a particular uh, sports league, you can have it just tell you which games are up next. Um, next up, you did a... Uh, keyboard project using a Raspberry Pi Pico. How to make your very first PCB using fritzing. Really easy. You don't need to be an electrical engineer. You don't need to be a programmer. Um, going to be on uh, JP's workshop tomorrow. Also, he'll be writing a guide. Nolan and Pedro published uh, their animatronic wings tutorial. We have a guide up for that. And I think we have a video we'll show later. Um, Scott also worked on some microphone projects. He's got a PDM in demo for the RP2040. Added support for that so you can add PDM microphones and get audio input into your project um, using digital microphones. Um, And then from the community, Cy uh, built a non-contact thermometer with a BLE module from um, STM that uh, takes the thermometer data and I think sends it to uh, his phone. He has to take his temperature every day for work. And so this was kind of a cool project to do that was inspired uh, from one of our INN MPIs. joey has been hacking a pcb replacement for a Casio watch and he got something going with the sam l21 ultra low power microcontroller with seven sorry with segmented lcd display controller uh, and is trying to add teeny usb support so maybe circuit python can run on your Casio watch it would be like super sweet uh, finally liz has been playing around with euro rack panels 3d printing them with all sorts of different like filament swaps to create textures and colors and overlays uh, for really beautiful artistic uh, panels that are 3D printed.
0: All right. It's part of our Invert live series of shows. If you're watching this right now, you are watching Ask an Engineer 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That's right. We just wrapped up. um, We just wrapped up Show & Tell, 7.30 p.m. That's the two shows. And on Sunday, we have Desk of Lady Ada. Um, On Sunday of this week, uh, some of the things you showed were...
1: Okay, so boy, I don't even remember. So I had some samples. I think it was a sample Sunday. Um, we got a lot of samples from Espressif. I got ESP32S3 chips. I got ESP32C3 modules and dev boards. I think I even got some ESP32S2 uh, uh, flash embedded chips. So, like, a lot of stuff. I was working on a, um, a cutie pie with the ESP32S2. And. Um, I have to pick an antenna for the board i want to make a little teeny antenna so that we can do wi-fi on the uh, cutie pie and uh, that's what led into the great search which was uh, the second half of our stream
0: all right and then speaking of yeah, that's, that's right
1: there. so we looked at all sorts of antennas uh for the great search um I, this one i think is like a Towel glass one i don't remember uh we ended up picking one from johansson but there's a lot of options i'm going to grab a couple and try out what the rssi is and and see which antenna works best for the uh esp32 s2 cutie pie board um so hopefully i'll send out those prototypes soon
0: yeah um that's right cutie pie with wi-fi
1: come in come see you should watch the great like desk lady you're gonna see all the stuff that's like super mess around
0: you find out okay
1: watch and then find out
0: yeah um so JP's workshop is every single week, um, and then JP's product pick of the week is also each week. And this week we have a little bit of a recap for the TMP
1: one one seven very high precision temperature sensor.
0: And every week when we do these, they're broadcast live from inside of the product page, and, and you
1: get cool, you, cool get a, you get a
0: discount. Yeah. So let's uh, watch the recap.
2: It's the TMP117. It's a high accuracy, high precision temperature sensor. Right here in the center of the breakout board is the sensor itself. And you can see it's got that little cutout there to lower the thermal mass around it so it doesn't hang on to temperatures as long. Watch that display there. And I set my little ice pack on huge from both ambient temperature. It was at like around 70 Fahrenheit. Uh, and now I'm gonna touch it I press my finger up against that there, and we should see that climb pretty rapidly. So now we're going up to 70, 72. You can also do some ill advised things like stick it in your mouth. You shouldn't do this. Okay, it's definitely warmer inside of me than outside of me. So that's science in action. It's a science fact that you can take to the bank. That's our product pick of the week. It's the TMP117 high accuracy, high precision temperature sensor.
0: All right, the CPS workshop, you can watch that tomorrow. Um, and then also, don't forget, also, on our live shows on Friday this week is Deep Dive with Scott, and then the next week it's going to be on Thursday.
1: Yeah, Scott's going to be still working on RP2040. It's a good time. I might show up on Friday, so I'm going to come by show off whatever hardware I'm working on. Um, but I think he's going to be doing uh, the Flash rework system or maybe um, some other PIO stuff. I don't remember okay. what it was.
0: All right, let's do some time travel, a couple things this week, and then we're going to do eight different jobs. Um, so on our blog, if you want to check out the latest video from Natalie and Diana Eng, you can check this out. This is the uh, Pulse um, live chat, and it was during uh, as for the Telfar Museums. And here is a description. If you want to see how kids are um, learning at home, yeah, especially of course now, um, check out the STEM chat live on our blog right now with Natalie and Diana. Uh, this is from the January twenty eighth live broadcast. Here it is, you now on our site. Next up, um, Adabox is still coming. If you don't uh, sign up, you will not get an Adabox.
1: Well, I think we actually are full up, so- if No, no, we still not, have some, yeah. Oh, we have some. okay, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah. Uh, don't believe me, I'm a liar. Uh, what he says is true, what I say is a lie, and you don't know which one. Uh, mm. I don't know, so um, uh, yes, uh, Adabox in a couple months, uh, you know, g- check it out, uh, sign up. If we do run out uh, and you have not subscribed, um, do sign up because once in a while people will cancel and a spot will open up and we'll notify you
0: okay alright um, next up let's do the for Jobs Board um, I just want to mention this one because it just came up today um, so I put it on the Jobs Board and it's featured this is mm-hmm. a program coordinator for FUSE Northwestern University FUSE is a STEAM program for middle and high school students based Northwestern University seeks program coordinator who is passionate about STEAM and equitable access, access for students who loves tinkering makes 3D Printing, Joy's working with educators. Hope you'll join us or help spread the word. So check out the application details and more. Um, it's full-time. It's for a nonprofit, and it was uh, on the Adafruit Jobs or today, jobs.adafruit.com. All right, next up, um, because it was all over Twitter since last night, and, uh, you know, a million people are talking about it and more, uh, Fry's closed down all of their physical stores, um, which was already kind of happening, but then the online site yeah. as well. So, um, you know, in all these different chat rooms, of course, you know, share your Fry's memories. But basically, here's what they said. After 36 years of business, a one-stop shop for an online resource for high-tech professionals across nine states and 31 stores, Fry's, Fry's Inc., Fry's or Company, has made difficult decision to shut down its operations and close business permanently as a result of changes in the retail industry and challenges posed by COVID-19 pandemic. Um, the company will, will implement the shutdown through the orderly and wind-down process that it believes will be in the best interest of the company. You can read the rest of it on Fries.com, but basically, that's it. So, ones in our lifetimes... I
1: wish I'd, I never got to visit a Fries. Yeah, so it's really this is the
0: Burbank movie. one, and it was like, they had like movies... Have you ever set, been in there? Yeah, not the Burbank one, but um, whatever one was in California, I think it was not too far from... Yeah. It must have been... When I was living in San Francisco, so somewhere around there. I know or, that or they're semi- all, I mean, they don't have sanitaire. them. In, you know, in the yeah. East Coast,
1: we don't have them. We have, we have Micro Center yeah. and you do it, but we never have So, fries.
0: every time this comes up, people tweet and they email and they have articles. So, Radio Shack. Is um,
1: electronics dead? Is yeah. Mickey dead?
0: Well, <laughs> well, they had um, some comparisons. You know, Radio yeah. Shack, um, they closed down, but now they're. They're back. They're bought up. And we did an interview with the new um, owner. Owner, yeah. So, oh, you can
1: watch. Yeah, I ask watch. tough questions. Um, I get tough answers.
0: <laughs> and you have, let's see, CompUSA in the past, The Wiz. Um, yeah, I have a CompUSA. Yeah, yeah. Circuit City. Um, there's Best Buy, of course, still around now. Still around. Um, and Micro Center. Well, so doing So, good. so mean, Micro Center is still... The retailer that you would go and get some forms of electronics, unless maybe some of these Radio Shack Center, but Fry's had some electronic stuff. We used to sell our stuff to Fry's, but I guess within the last few years, um, the way it worked was they basically wanted to do consignment. Like we won't pay for anything. You, until you don't pay sells. until
1: it's sold. Yeah. So you basically like you know you don't have the inventory. Which and look, I mean like some some companies do consignment. There's nothing wrong. It's it's a business method, but. um we basically just didn't want to do consignment. We're like, look, we're we're just not in that business because, um, you know, what happens if we revise something? We've so, you know we sent it to you, it gets revised, you send it back, and then I'm like, I can't sell it because, you know, that's a uh, you know a an old, like a, a you know a trinket original. And we don't sell that anymore. We only have the M zero or, or or you know we fix something or upgraded yeah. something. Um, it's just it wasn't something that we were really interested in. You know, every other partner they buy stock outright. Um, they can have net 30 terms or whatever, but we do sell it to them. Just like when we buy uh, components from, like, DigiKey, we, we don't pay them when we use the part. We pay them when we purchase the part. So that's kind of when we stopped selling stuff into fries. Um, yeah, I wish I'd gone to I mean, like, look, it's it's tough for retail. It's really tough.
0: Yeah. Um, w- was COVID the, the reason? Maybe. It certainly didn't help.
1: It didn't help, but it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't what caused it.
0: They had already, like, pulled merchandise off. Um, shelves in the past and the stores were basically empty they had an online presence so we'll see i mean you know there there is um the thought about well everyone just buys stuff from amazon so i feel like there's a lot of nostalgia that happens when something closes down but people really aren't willing to place orders or, or order from someplace else i mean we're kind of living proof that it you have to work really hard to beat amazon like we have our stuff on amazon through one of our distributors but um if folks want to support businesses outside of amazon um you know if you like the idea of going to a micro center once in a while check out their online store when you're not when instead of ordering from amazon when you would order stuff
1: yeah I mean, one of the joys of, like, some a store like Micro Center is, you know, you walk around and you're like, oh, I didn't even know that existed. And here's something I, I forgot I needed. Um, you know, like, you can buy bedding on Amazon, but people still go to, uh, you know, Bed Bath & Beyond and other, other stores, um, even big box stores, to to get stuff. So I think that it's tough, I think, especially if Fry's stopped having a lot of stuff in stock. I think it, you know, becomes a self-fulfilling Loop of people are like, well, if I go there and they don't have it, what's yeah. like? I just I just drove all the way out there and they don't have what I want. And then if you're gonna do that, you might as well just order online. So you know, if they don't if they don't keep stuff in stock, but it's hard to keep stuff in stock because you have to have all this inventory. Yeah, it's really hard, really hard. And there's a reason why, like, I don't want to have an Adafruit retail store.
0: Yeah, we're not doing a retail store, but we will of course um, Sell have retail. all have all of our stuff in like Micro Center, and this it, worked out really well. Yeah. for Micro Center it worked out great for Adafruit.
1: Totally different skills. Um,
0: and then, you know, depending on how the radio shops come back, that'll be one of the next things. Yeah. Will they stock electronics? Will they have other things? What will, will they have a very specific thing that makes sense for physical stores? And then how will the online store be different than just getting it from Amazon?
1: Yeah. It's tough. I mean, these are really, really – I mean, they look really cool, but I think – you know, we've also seen a lot of closures of, um, of uh, surplus shops – You know, there's a lot of cool surplus shops, especially, you know, sort of in the Silicon Valley, like post, you know, military industrial complex computing uh, corridors, Um, you know, Boston also had a couple of those, uh, you know, from, from academia or from, from industry and um, they're cool, but that's not, it's, it's, it's a tough business, right? Like you're, you're selling junk. People need to have space for this junk. It's totally cool. Like I bought tons of stuff from surplus shops, but it's. It's it's tough when you have a small apartment. Like, okay, I'm gonna buy a like a, a vac station. What am I gonna do with it?
0: Um, yeah. So we'll say so interesting chapter. A lot of folks, fun memories of fries. My suggestion is. Um, yeah. You're, you're. We're all gonna look back and say, wow. There's only like, one or two places you buy things from. You 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 have like your Amazon Prime account, and you get your TV through it. You get yeah. your household goods through it uh whole foods is part of that there's um you know your audio audiobooks come from it yeah um any durable goods um any appliances or maybe there's other things and so you know as if amazon continues to have low prices which is pretty much it convenience yeah um do people care about quality well maybe we'll see Yeah, I mean, Um, I think they care about community. There's there's also quality things on Amazon, too. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, you know, next 10, 15 years. The pandemic probably didn't cause anything new to happen, but certainly accelerated things. It accelerated. Look,
1: I mean, yeah, this price thing was... I I was... When you told me, I was like, they were still around. Like, I was surprised because I remember hearing that they were basically kind of, you know, on their way out a couple years ago. Um, You know, people could tell. But you know I think this is is a challenge of retail it's not easy but yeah people if you like a retail store visit it you know we we definitely like we have retail stores in in our neighborhood and you get delivery from them or we you know when we were able to go to stores we would go to stores uh, and we would purchase even though it's like yeah, you know, could I get it cheaper on Amazon? Yeah, but, like, I really like this chocolate shop. I'm going to go in. You know, we walk yeah. by and be like, oh,
0: let's go in and, like, buy For a bar of chocolate. electronics, there's – there's you can search on lots of sites. So people will order something on AliExpress. takes four weeks, but you're okay with waiting. Then there's eBay, and then there's Taobao, Alibaba, and then, of course, you can buy stuff from Adafruit, buy stuff from SparkFun, Pololu, um, DigiKey, Mauser, Arrow. So you have to figure out like what what you want to see in the world. Like one single customer can't change the fate of your business, but one single customer can talk to another customer, talk to another person, talk to another person, and th- those things all together yeah. can help out. So I think it's a good reminder. Like if you want to see something, you know, support support them the best you can. Um, it's not all on your shoulders, but you know, if you're like Edward, for example, buy something from Edward. Thanks. Okay, so let's do Python and hardware.
1: Okay it's blink of time we have like a chalk we are having chunky newsletters because there's so much stuff happening with python with libraries and with the rp2040
0: number one big thing 300
1: 300. libraries is community bundle plus um release libraries uh from adafruit that we support uh we reached it's actually 302 but like you know got a couple extra in um 300, which rockin'. I mean, one of the things that I've seen people say about CircuitPython that they really like is that they don't have to worry about finding a driver um, for sensors, displays, e-inks, chips, whatever. We have the driver ready for you to go. It's tested. even comes with example code. So uh, relish in that wonder. All right. I
0: think there's a theme. Python turns 30.
1: Yeah, three threes and zeros. Um, Yeah, 30 years ago was the first release. Guido tweeted about it. And then they have a long release cycle, and now we're on Python 3. So 10 years yeah. per per major release. All
0: right. We have the CircuitPython 2020 roundup. You can read the roundup of all the CircuitPython responses received from the community. That's on our blog. Um, if you want to see some of the PyCascades uh, coverage, the talks Videos will be are um, yeah. going up and will continue this week. You can check that out on YouTube. Um, you can look at a review of uh, the overview of Scott's. Deep Dive, Um, Jeffler stopped by and talked about the RP2040 PIO and CircuitPython Audio. Um, We have a new email for newsletter submissions because there's a lot of stuff. You can email it to us, cpnews at adafruit.com, and you can also um, do any type of pull request or whatever in the GitHub repo. Here is a cat outside reminder. The cat is outside. (laughs) The cat's inside. The cat is out. The cat is in. The cat is out. The cat is in. So, as usual, more electronics for cats. cats. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, this is a USB-C plug tester. This uses um, CircuitPython.
1: People loving uh, keyboard capability of uh, CircuitPython, so making little yeah. pranks with uh, Picos or making uh, 4x4 keypads. A little bit like a Neo Trellis keypad thing going on there.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, using... CircuitPython to make cool interfaces with um, Play-Doh, capacitive touch embed is, is going on there, and yeah. adding, making it to a keyboard.
0: Messages, an LED matrix, using CircuitPython.
1: More Pico stuff, people digging that. Yeah, what we're seeing Pico, is Pico, 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 a lot Pico. of folks
0: who want to you know, make something quickly and um, use one of the... F- 300 or more libraries um it's a good companion to pico
1: well one thing that CircuitPython does which is actually one of the first you know when we brought dan on as part of the, the the engineering team um dan really was excited about adding hid support because he wanted to do accessibility projects where people would create uh keyboard interfaces for their computer uh with like big buttons or switches or whatever and uh for a friend of his and um so he came on did hid and now of course like so many people are using hid with CircuitPython. Yeah.
0: all right um Super stocks back in the news. Game, GameStop stonk, is back in the news today. So, this, this would have been handy if you built it in the past. I think it went up yeah, to 100 today. Along it's with a matrix like, portal uh... m- movie theaters. Um, they're called meme stocks now.
1: Yeah, um, so watch your meme stocks. Yeah,
0: okay. Here's some more stuff Crystal Ball predicts the weather using Circuit Python CircuitPython, Adafruit Pi portal. And if you want to set up MicroPython for the PyPico, Pi NewPixel. Firefly jars with Raspberry Pi Pico MicroPython. Here is a Pico alarm clock.
1: Cool graphics. More Pico hacking and CircuitPython. There Python. is
0: just so Python much news. going on. So check that out. Oh, this um, is
1: cool. Um, the, the F uh, sharp. So this is a um, Python um like open source flight controller that like has support for like software and hardware. It's all open source. It's on GitHub. So I think it's the it's the software that's running the helicopter that's on Mars. The little quadcopter.
0: Yeah, they use a framework, I guess, for all the NASA. Yeah. There's now um, more open source computers on two planets. Yeah. So Mars and Earth. Have- I can't
1: wait till we have Circuit Python on Mars.
0: Yeah. Well we, we might. We we, still, we find out of these things later, too, because our, our stuff is in satellites, CubeSats. So who knows? You know, you find out later. Um, but you'll be able to tell when that happens because it'll be in the newsletter. Um, check out the latest boards that we have in there. It's an easy way to keep lot track more, of stuff.
1: Yeah, a lot more boards coming because all the RP2040 chips are arriving. Yeah. So you're going to see a bunch of new boards um, get added, probably like 10 or 12
0: new boards. Yeah, there's like in 150 or two. so. There's a lot. And uh, – Check this out on Adafruit Daily. This is where you sign up for this newsletter. It's spam-free. It's on a separate website. Never spam. We don't harvest your emails. We don't have pop-ups or all those things to make it terrible. And that's Python on Hardware News this week.
1: Thank you, Blinka.
0: Okay, we're an open source hardware company to prove it. We have 2,424 guides laid what was... On the big board this week.
1: Okay, so first off, I got a couple things that I want to let you know about the Learn system that I up- got updated. First off, when you go to the new guide section, it now shows you the last ninety days of guides, not thirty days, so you have even three times more inspiration. Um, and second, now we make like significant changes to a guide. Um, like really updated for like a, a new package or a new chipset like it, it's something that makes it worthwhile for you to check it out again not just typo fixes but like real changes um we update the guide and the up the guide comes back up to new guide so we'll probably call this new and updated guides maybe but um okay we got the magtech sports schedule viewer from jp using the espn json feed uh, we can uh, show you the latest uh, and most up-to-date uh, scores for sports uh, you can pick uh what type of sports you want to follow so like you know men's basketball or uh, hockey or football whatever whatever season it is uh, and you can even select the different um, uh, sports or seasons or leagues with buttons. Catney's um, updated the Adafruit BMP388 and 390 guide. We have now stemiq tfi that sensor so it's been bumped up. We've got these cool new animatronic cosplay wings from no Pedro and Aaron. Um, we might have a video but check it out. It's uh, you can make any wings animatronic. It's it's a harness that you wear with two uh, middle Gear servos, a potentiometer that you can use to change the speed. It's all in Circuit Python. Uh, we tried to make it as easy as possible for cosplayers uh, to get started and um, build their own animatronic wings to make their costume uh, more lifelike. Um, uh, Jan or Jan, uh, sorry, I don't know how you pronounce it. Uh, we got a guide. Uh, this is a really cool guide. This is on how to. Um, analyze motors to know the right pwm speed to get the most torque out of them because uh, motors do have you know you want to have um lower frequencies i think give you more torque but uh higher frequencies um reduce like the the rattle or maybe the, the the sound effect there's some reason why you want higher frequency i think like maybe you get more precision in stepping i don't know um but check out this guide it goes into it in detail uh, also uh thanks to this guide uh we had a couple pull requests and improvements to our libraries uh to let you change the frequency uh we've also done an update to the tricolor e gizmo guide because the uh we have a secondary gizmo now we'll show off in the new product section which is high density which is 200 by 200 pixels instead of 150 by 150. um trevor has updated the bluetooth app to swift 5. Swift, it's swiftly changing constantly. So we're going to be updating this guide as new versions of Swift come out. Um, This shows you basically, if you have one of our Bluetooth hardware devices, you want to build a Swift app to interface with that hardware. Uh, You don't want to necessarily use our big app and then pull it apart, but you can use this basic chat app that will just take you through the basics of like pairing and connecting and just transmitting a little bit of data back and forth. And then you can build on that to make your UI. Um, we've also got, a, again, another update to the 1.4-inch e-ink display like the Gizmo. This is now 200 by 200 instead of 150 by 150 pixels. Um, so we just add to the guide, making sure people know which one to use. We have a guide just on our 1.54-inch breakouts. And then uh, Jeppler wrote a cool guide um, called NeoPIO. This is really interesting. So the PIO con- uh, controller in the RP2040 is kind of this little state machine thing that you can push pixels around. And I always want to do this project where we drive eight NeoPixel strips, but not from eight GPIO pins. Instead, we use a shift register, use three pins, and you clock out eight bits at a time, and you clock it at the exact right rate to be able to drive NeoPixels. And, like, Jeffler got it working. So he, like, kind of got it working, like, first try, which is cool. Um, but what's neat about this is, of course, you can add more shift registers, right? You can add as many as you want. So you can drive, you know, 24 by adding, uh, you know, two shift registers as long as you can clock the peripheral fast enough. That was kind of a cool hack. So that's the, uh, and then we got uh, more guides from last week. Check it out. Lots of really great inspiration um, for your uh, next build in the learning system. And now, 90 days worth.
0: Next up, we have some factory footage, first up, some selective soccer Love it. It's
1: like a fondue pot, but from metal. I think here we're doing some grand centrals. Yes, the forbidden fondue. I don't know, these are like drops of solder. Yep. I don't know what these are for. It's just cool art. Okay, this is us testing. Seven, seven, back, back. One, two, three, four.
0: Here's the back of diodes.
1: Yeah, this is a day on the machine line. I think you see Andy and Hector.
0: Yeah, they're
1: they're very and Dana. They're working. They're very fast cleaning off the stencil squeegee.
0: And uh, for the folks who were asking when we were gonna have the RP twenty forty chips in, guess what? Boom! Here's a tray.
1: How do we know it's the RP twenty forty though? Oh close far near yeah there you go beautiful logo on there um so we're gonna get the feather rp2040 pcbs they're on the way get stencil on order i'm working on the tester and we're going to start jamming out we got uh the feather and the itsy you can sign up for and uh the cutie pie as well so we'll talk about that soon
0: all right that's the factory footage and of course we have some footage from the This is a Disney building across the street from us.
1: Now they're pouring concrete and they're building this retaining wall, it looks like. Yeah. They're doing it. Okay.
0: Yeah, like a little hummingbird and it feeds the other birds or something. Yeah. All right, and then we had some snow.
1: It's kind of cool to watch it while it's snowing.
0: Very peaceful. Yeah. Okay, 3D printing, we have a couple videos. We're gonna do them back-to-back. The um, first one is the uh, animatronic wings. Yes. And then the next one is a speed print. So okay. we'll do those back-to-back. See you on the other side.
2: Hey, what's up folks? In this project, we're building a set of animatronic wings. These wings are motorized and controlled with a potentiometer so you can adjust the speed. 3D printed parts hold everything together and can be customized to fit your cosplay. We designed this to be a DIY kit that folks can make with electronics from Adafruit. The wings are powered by an Adafruit feather along with the servo feather wing. The two are fitted on a feather wing doubler and secured to a 3D printed backplate. The wings are attached to 3D printed brackets that are secured to Metal Gear servos. These are strong enough to support medium weight wings with ball bearings as counterweight. Elastic straps allow you to wear them like a backpack so you can easily put them on. You can detach the wings and swap them out so if you want a dragon, an angel, or a fairy you can use this project as a platform for your cosplay. The backplate has everything nicely secured in a compact kit that's small enough for young makers. You can integrate the backplate into your costume or add extra padding for more comfort and wearability. With the Doubler Featherwing, you can swap out the feather and add a new one with Bluetooth or Wi-Fi connectivity. You can control up to eight different servos, so it's great if you want to add more appendages. Adafruit's Circuit Python makes these projects great for folks who are just getting started. The code was written by Aaron St. Blaine and uses the ServoKit library. The number of flutters and pauses are randomized to make it appear more organic. We think this is a great example for server-controlled animatronics. The code is open source and available to download on GitHub. We designed the CAD in Fusion 360 and modeled parts for the parametric and adjustable. Our layer-by-layer tutorial walks through the design and how the parts work together. The 3D printed parts are designed to print without any support material. Be sure to check out the Learn Guide for a full step-by-step tutorial on building this project. Links are in the description. We hope this inspires you to try Adafruit CircuitPython for your projects. Thanks so much for watching, and don't forget to subscribe for more projects from Adafruit.
0: Yeah, 3D Hangout every Wednesday with Don Pedro. Now, time for DigiKey and Adafruit present. Hi on NPI. This week's NPI brought to you by DigiKey. Adafruit is Remcom.
1: Recom. Actually, I don't know exactly how to say it. Re- Recom? Recom? Recom. Recom. Um, this is a cool, powerful new NPI. Um, I actually saw this on uh, Reddit. I was uh, not necessarily going there for stonks, but uh, they have a nice chip Reddit, and somebody mentioned uh, this power module. Uh, They're like, hey, check out this new um, product that just came out from Wacom. that's available on DigiKey, and I was like, this is really cool. Uh, I definitely want to show this on um, INMPI. So this is the rack 5 sk c 14 and this is such a cool idea that I kind of was wondering, like, really, are they the only ones who came up with this. It's a DC, AC to DC converter, but it's in a panel mount IEC like module format. So how most people do AC to DC conversion, you know, well, I mean, a lot of makers do at least, or or hobbyists, is they'll use something like this. It's a wall wart adapter. You plug it into the wall and it gives you a 2.1 millimeter output um, DC, and then you have a DC power jack in your product, like, you know, an Arduino, or maybe it has a micro USB or USB-C end, you plug it into your... Uh, USB input uh, for your Raspberry Pi or whatnot, and um, now you've got power. So um, if you're you know, building a product you would, which has an enclosure, you might use um, an enclosed power supply. You still have to do the wiring um, to connect an IEC jack. Um, but if you need something with about the same wattage as a wall adapter, um, and but you want the um, you know finish and professionalism of having it be panel mounted internal enclosed power supply uh this will do the job um so why not just have a dc jack well um number one there's no standard for dc power supplies i mean like they tend to be center positive but not always i have encountered many in my life that are negative um another thing is you don't necessarily know what the voltage or the current uh, capability of each one is and you know if you have a standard jack like this is a uh, you know, drawer I have of all these power adapters. Where do they go to? Half the time, I don't even know, but I'm scared to throw them out in case I need them one day. Um, you can get them in 5 volt, 3 volt, 9 volt, 12, 24. Uh, they come in gigantic bricks and small and, and people can mix and match the wrong one. And so, um, you know, having a 2.1 millimeter, uh, you know, 5.5 millimeter DC, uh, you know, panel jack, um, you know, you have to have a lot of uh, you know, you have a regulated input, but then you still have to regulate it again because you don't know for sure that what you're going to get is 5 volts or 9 volts. It could be positive or negative. So you have to add extra protection circuitry, um, whereas with this, uh, the RICOM module, you do not. Um, so what's nice is that, you know, it, it's an all-in-one, uh, very durable um, metal case, and like I said, it has an IEC um, connector at the end uh, has very nice little panel mount um, ears with uh, panel mount holes. Everything is dimensioned nicely. Um, they, there's multiple variations. They all come in the same uh, size. And um, they all use this standard IEC power cable, which you're probably familiar from your computer or maybe you know your oscilloscope or other uh, benchtop supplies. These are standardized. Um, unlike DC jacks, when you get one of these cables, it's always going to give you, you know, mains power. you can get 100 to 240 volts AC at 50 or 60 hertz, which is exactly what this module can take. So it's it's quite convenient. And um, if this cable gets lost or you have to ship your product to another country, unlike the, the wall wart adapters, you don't have to worry about like a universal cable. Um, these cables are available in every country in every hardware store and they're very inexpensive and you just get the one that matches for um, the country, whether it's Australia or Europe or the UK. And so you don't have to, you know, it's easier to internationalize your product because you don't have to have people like swap out um, or you don't have different wall adapters. You just have a different $1 cable, which is a lot easier. And again, these are completely standardized. um, And you don't have to worry about weird polarities or like you're not going to get 400 volts out of this or 12 volts. You're only going to get standard mains. Um, Another thing, you know, this is like a, you know, a screenshot, but you can go to the data sheet if you want to see it in detail is they have um, all the, uh, you know, EMC and um, safety and uh, FCC and C and all all those certifications are all taken care of. Um, So if you're using in other countries and you're like, oh, I need, you know, UR or UL or CE um, taken care of for you, this is, you know, the Veracom, the thing that they do really well is make sure that it's, uh, you get really clean power and you're not going to have to worry about EMI from this. So if you're Trying to get a product to market especially, um, this can really speed it up because the power supply is, you know, can be a, a big source of noise. Um, having something that's fully enclosed uh, like this that gives you uh, clean power um, is a beautiful thing. Um, each module is rated for 5 watts, but you can get different voltages. Um, in this case, you can see uh, I have it hooked up to my electronic load. Uh, even though this is rated for 1 amp at 5 volts, I could pull 1.8 amps just fine. Now, it's rated for one amp, but I'm saying if you're going to go a little bit higher, you know, when you transmit Wi-Fi from your, uh, you know, single board computer connected to this or whatnot, um, you know, you, you don't have to worry about that. One nice thing that I did notice is that, you know, as I cranked this up to two amps or so, that's kind of when it cut out. Um, it didn't just droop, it actually just completely cut power, which I really liked. It didn't, it didn't give me this nonsense, like 3.2 volts or two and a half volts. It just, it was either a purified clean or nothing which is uh, also really sweet. Um, like I mentioned, this comes in multiple different uh, voltage outputs, uh, you know, preset and uh, fully regulated from 3.3 up to about 15. Each one is 5 watts, so you just do the math. You know, you can get much more current at 3.3 volts than the 15. But what's nice is you don't have to have a separate regulator, right? The, the regulator uh, is built in, so this can go straight into your um, bored and without worry about, like, oh, am I going to get over voltages or under voltages or, you know, too much noise or negative polarity. So it's it's very elegant. Another nice thing I like, and I'll um, maybe I'll show this on the overhead uh, real fast, um, is uh, you get fully uh, isolated output. So another nice thing is this is earth-grounded and DC wall adapters, of course, are not. They're two-pronged, at least in the U.S., um, Whereas this, you get an earth ground in addition to the, um, you know, hot and neutral, and um, on the opposite side you get an earth ground tab, so that you can see this is completely, um, you know, metal tied earth ground, and you get isolated. Um, here it's labeled. You get isolated negative and positive, and it is completely isolated. Like I, I put this on connected my oscilloscope to it, and it's like no, you're floating. This negative is not connected to um, earth at all. So that could be really useful again you know wall adapters i most of them i think might be isolated but it's not guaranteed um they they might not be so um all of these things make it i think for somebody developing a product if you want to put it in an enclosure you want to just like not have to worry about people messing things up um you can't mess it up this is standard right this is a standard power adapter cable connector there's no, you know there's no way somebody's going to put something in this that will get you a voltage other than the voltage that you're asking for so um very reliable very durable the whole thing is like metal enclosed i was going to open this up and then i kind of realized like i actually kind of couldn't like it's really sealed i was hoping like oh maybe i could unscrew it but no it's actually like a full bent it's like a it's a pressed pressed metal sheet i mean like Maybe if I had like a really powerful saw, I could cut here. But um, yeah, you can't really open this. This is this is pretty much a, a permanent module, um, so quite nice. I think the body also acts as a heat sink for the uh, the internal converter, so that these, the the RAC 505 SK slash C fourteen.
0: Yeah, how many did you
1: Did has tons of them in stock? Again, if you need other voltages, check those out. Uh, but. Uh, I really like it. I think if I ever have to, you know, I, sometimes I have to make um, really nice um, testers and I need to have some panel mount, um, you know, IEC connector. And I kind of like didn't want to have to deal with wiring a panel mount IEC jack to a power supply because then you have like these high voltage wires hanging out. Um, I'll just kind of use one of these, right? Like super easy, super safe.
0: Yeah, it looks like as long as your product is bigger than this, that would be like that's the it's cut, compact. That's the thing. It's like this is really small and you know I think if you can do this instead of a Walmart It
1: does it. one thing and it does it really well. So I think yeah. this is really cute. It's a it's a really brilliant idea. Good job from Recom.
0: All right, and that's I on MPI for this week. Hi, on MPI.
1: All
0: right. We're going to do new products now. That's
1: right. New 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 new.
0: All right. Okay. So, new the first one is coming soon.
1: Coming soon. You asked for it. Uh, you probably saw me showing this off on a couple Lady Adas, and it's not out yet. Uh, the Cutie Pie 2040. Uh, I put one together and it all kind of worked, which is weird, but that sometimes does happen. Um, so it's coming soon. It won't be green it will be like this black and white it might look a little bit different um it's got a semi-qt connector it's got 13 gpio um rp2040 i think it's probably gonna have four megabytes of flash but if people really want i can make another version with uh, 16 um got neopixel semi-qt connector buttons for reset and boot uh you know nice strong power supply uh big capacitors so it should be really good and stable got castellated pads you could theoretically mount this onto a pcb but you'd have to have a cutout in the center maybe we'll design an eagle cat object with the right size cutouts you can um you know mount this USB C and all that good stuff so it's you know a great upgrade for the uh cutie pie if you want something even more powerful this is going to be like a super powerhouse
0: okay next up this book is um back
1: it's back so uh this was a uh, voluntary recall there were a couple typos in this book Um, but luckily they're very easy to fix. We uh, got new versions of the book from the Raspberry Pi Foundation. If you have a Pico and you want to use MicroPython and you want to be entertained and educated at the same time, uh, this book is really wonderful. And um, I think we're sold out, but we're getting more. Uh, There's also a PDF you can download if you just want to uh, read it on your computer screen. But it's a really cute book and a great way to learn electronics, programming, and MicroPython all at once. Next up, okay, so we've got this really adorable little fingerprint sensor, Um, very, very slim. It's not as cheap as others, but it's like definitely the slimmest one we've got. It's uh, got a little Molex connector that plugs in the back. It's got a plastic piece that lets you panel mount it uh, pretty easily. And it's basically like the thickness of like a nickel. So why don't you go to the overhead and I can show this off and also demo it. So this is the thickness of it. So this is, this plastic piece can come off, but you can see it's like a little panel mount assistant. Um, this is the actual sensor itself. And, uh, I've got it wired up here to my feather with an OLED. So let me plug it in. I can do a quick demo. Oops. Um, there are blue LEDs on the bottom. You can see that they sort of shine through. Um, the only reason this is, um, Flashing is because I do a timeout. Uh, You don't have to have it flash. You can have it just be solid on whenever it's waiting for a fingerprint. Um, Put the fingerprint on, and I pre-programmed it with my fingerprints so it knows about three different fingers. So there you go. It can detect uh, fingers pretty well. Um, This is definitely the slimmest one we've got. So if you're looking for something really compact, we have ones that are less expensive, but they're chunkier. Um, but this one is a very svelte, cute fingerprint sensor.
0: Okay, All right. next up.
1: Okay, next up, we have updated the e-ink gizmo. You love the e-ink gizmo. You're wondering, oh, no, I got discontinued. What happened? Um, what happened is the tricolor 1.5-inch displays we were using were discontinued. The display itself, I couldn't buy any more, so we upgraded it. The new display has more pixels. It's 200 by 200 pixels tricolor. Um, it does use a different driver, so if you have existing code, you'll just have to change the one line of code where it picks what driver it uses um, to use the SSD 1681. Um, and uh, Otherwise, it, it's pretty much the same. It, it does look a little different when it updates. It flashes in a different way, but it still takes about 15 seconds. Um, it still uses the same overall library code, so if you're you know, familiar with uh, CircuitPython or Um, Arduino, we have code for both. So I thought maybe we showed on the the overhead. Um, Just one thing to watch for these inks. You see, they take a while to update. This is normal. This is a little flickery, flashy thing. That's it slowly bringing the red in and then adding um, black as well. But you can see it's a really beautiful um, 200 by 200 pixels. You know, it's got a great high density resolution. And of course, when I pull the power uh, it's still on. And I really like the the red is nice and vivid. The black is, you know, very dark, high contrast. Um, and the resolution is very good. So, um, you know, as e-paper goes, uh, the quality is improving and improving. And as new panels come out, uh, we'll keep updating our products to use the latest technology.
0: All right, next up.
1: We've updated the BMP388. Uh, like many other sensors, this got a stem iqt same chip uh, great temperature and pressure sensor from bosch um very high precision now with Stemacut connectors for plug and play um, otherwise the code and schematic are the same
0: all right and the star start the show tonight beside you to our community of customers and everybody out there on the of team is
1: this is okay i gotta get the part number right it's the tps 62 62 82, 7. um I put the X on there because you know the part number. We could release a version that has a different chip. Um, this is our new product for the week. It's kind of a little basic breakout, but if you need you know up to three amp peak of three volt power from five volts, which I do for a couple products that are coming out, um, this breakout will get it for you. So you have a couple alkalines or lithium uh, polymer battery, or maybe of USB power, and you just need a lot of power at three volts. Um, this is our most powerful buck converter. It's not the widest range. We have a couple that do wider range, but none of them are going to be able to give you up to three amps peak. This one will do two amps continuous, no problem. In theory, you can probably do three amps as well, uh, but you know, it starts to, it does start to overheat a little bit. Also you have to make sure that your cables are nice and thick. This is a uh, two ounce copper PCB. So that should help a little bit with the current uh, transfer. It uses this really nice uh, TI buck converter that we found. Um, and has even a little power good LED that lights up as long as uh, the input voltage is in the right range. So, um, if you're like me and you need a lot of three volt power, check out this uh, buck converter.
0: All right. What's in no, no,
1: no, no, no.
0: All right. I do not think we have a top secret this week, right? Um. No,
1: yeah. I do not. Okay, I good. Have s- I have some
0: So I have some questions lined up. Yeah. I'm gonna get some- to those right away. <laughs> and um, if you haven't already, go to different slash Discord. And we will get to them. Let's do some questions. The ones okay. I have lined up already. I'll hit him. Okay. Tell me. First up, um, if you could start over how Adafruit evolved, what would be the most significant thing you would change?
1: Wow, I don't know. I mean, like it's always a journey. Um, geez, I don't know. I mean, so, if we were to start it
0: over, that means we would be in present timeline.
1: I think, right yeah, now. if you know everything you know now, yeah, but in the but past... but we would
0: be starting it now. So, I wouldn't
1: let people tell me not to make hardware. I mean, like, I think that was my... The only regret I really have is there's people who told me not to make hardware when I listened to them. And that was Briefly. A, briefly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was there when they... Yeah. Yeah, these are people and companies we know. We wish she just wouldn't make hardware. Yeah. Do other things, like write code for us or something. Yeah. Um, I would say if we're starting a hardware company now, and this is for a lot of you out there. Yeah. um, We built our web store on open source software. Yeah. And obviously now we would use something like a Shopify or we, we wouldn't... We wouldn't be building, it's a technology company and it's a hardware company. Yeah, at the time there was not, I mean, like
1: there was no Shopify. It was like you install ZenCon. Yeah, and
0: and and the thing is not because we would permanently be on something else. But
1: but you get started a lot faster. But
0: you get started a lot faster and focus on hardware a lot faster. In fact, you know, there's a lot of things like you could start selling your stuff on Tindy. And then you can move into your own store or you can find um, a cool partner like us and we'll sell it on our store.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, And then we have thousands of distributors who sell our stuff. Um, you know, like DigiKey and Mauser In yeah, particular, I mean, Micro Center is a yeah. physical retail So I would say I would I would probably um, Because I know how long things take And I know where the ultimate destination is And at the time there was nothing available To really jumpstart your web store You just had to build something from scratch With like a PayPal buy button And that's yeah. what you did So I think that would be the thing Is, is like there's more If you could do it over now there's there's more things that get you going faster you still have to say like I want to do hardware all the time you still have to there's still a lot of things and you learn so much and you can control so many things but that's one of the advantages right now yeah okay Um, yeah someone summarized it nice like focus on your core business delegate what you can it's like that with software now because if you wanted to start a web store 15 years ago you also had to make the web store yeah Yeah. okay Um, you also give up a lot of control with that and you know Things aren't as things aren't as easy um, to do custom stuff with. Eventually, you do have to you, you do need. You to do eventually run. have to move yeah. there,
1: but you can delay it for quite a bit. Yeah. All right. Give me more questions.
0: Okay. Next up, um, could you make an RP twenty forty board that's the same form factor of the QT sensor?
1: That's pretty much the 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 QTPI twenty forty. I couldn't. You know, you can't really make it any smaller than that. Um, because you need to have so much supporting circuitry and like all these capacitors and the, the external fl- uh, flash, so I think the I think the QD Pi is kind of as small as I can get it and still have it, you know, have all the hardware and and buttons that you need to to do things and a standard QT connector.
0: Okay, uh, do you know do you know when the Matrix Portal will be back in stock or if there's another suitable
1: yeah. display so controller combo? We're waiting for. Um, we're waiting for Wi-Fi modules, which hopefully will ship soon now that Chinese New Year's over. Um, check if Digikey has them in stock. You know, we have a buy on Digikey button. Um, the code could be easily adapted to um, you know, the clue, for example. That's one of the things we originally wanted to do it for or Matrix Portal. Um, sorry, or or, or a Pi Portal, uh, or a Pi Portal Titano. So if you're willing to do a little bit of circuit Python code, you could probably easily adapt the code over cuz it's just using display IO. You would just change it, the font to be bigger.
0: Yeah. Okay, Uh, do USB-C female ports exist that you could just solder onto the footprint of a micro USB for converting things to USB-C?
1: No, not at all. It's totally different.
0: Okay, Uh, for handwriting recognition on a small screen, Raspberry Pi, or would something smaller work?
1: Handwriting recognition is extremely hard. Only a Raspberry Pi is going to be able to do it fast enough that people would not hate it.
0: What do you think our price range is going to be for the Feather 2040 once it comes out?
1: It's it's definitely between ten and fifteen bucks, but I actually don't know off the top of my head. Under twenty. It's under twenty. There you go. There you go.
0: Is RP twenty forty faster than other microcontroller platforms, or is this hype over this microcontroller because of the Raspberry Pi branding?
1: It's definitely fast, right? It's clocked at one twenty to one thirty megahertz, which is which is very fast for Cortex M zero, because you know if you compare it to like the Cortex M zero from the samd twenty one that's running at forty eight megahertz. If you're comparing it to Uh, STM that's 72, which is still quite fast, um, but not as fast as 125 or 133. It's dual core, which is kind of nice. It's got these cool PIOS, which I think is is makes up for you know you can do custom peripheral stuff. I think what's particularly interesting about this chip is it's very affordable. Um, Now the price of the chip isn't public, and to be honest, I haven't actually I don't actually know what it is because the chips I've gotten so far were were sent gratis. Um, but, um, it's going to be from, from my discussions with the PI team, it's going to be, um, significantly affordable and it's got a ton of RAM, uh, much more RAM than most Cortex M0 boards, right? 250K is, 264K is, is a lot of SRAM. Uh, and if you're doing stuff like machine learning or embedded Python or, you know, you know, data analysis where you need a lot of buffer memory, um, S, you know, nothing really beats SRAM for, for speed and access, and it's got tons of it.
0: Okay. Um, is RP2040 with the ESP32 on it for connectivity feasible?
1: Yes, you could absolutely do it. In fact, I, I tried up the RP2040 feather with our airlift feathering, and it worked just fine.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, how do you decide if the radio performance of the QDPI ESP32-S2 is good enough for what you're designing in the antennas?
1: Um, 50 feet. You know, 50 to 100 feet is is my goal. I mean, we did the Circuit Playground Blue Fruit, which, like, you know, is is a total crime scene of uh, Bluetooth layout design. It's a two-layer board, uh, not a four-layer. The antenna's in the middle. uh, Totally not supposed to do that at all. But, you know, we we went out to a park and we got, like, 50-foot range, right? We got very good range, um, line of sight, indoors and outdoors. Uh, Good enough that I said this is a good experience, right? You, And that's part of the the agreement when you do wireless it's like you can always get something better but you have to decide what's good enough um, so I'm going to try 50 feet
0: okay uh, next up uh, would oh is there anything that prevents two CDC endpoints like the feathers like the M4 or since like you said this week was possible with the RP2040
1: we have now uh, two CDC endpoints for CircuitPython and in USB, you definitely if you're if you're doing low level code you can just write the code yourself
0: yeah. As um, many as you want. Next up, can we drop the Pi Zero purchase limit? No, we're, no. St- we're that's the limit we agreed to, so that's what we're going to continue to do. Um, the next one, could you have an RP twenty forty with a phone LTT, LTT? Sure. Chip on it. Go
1: for it. It's got a UART. you yeah. Connect it to whatever you want, right? You you. It's just like a microcontroller.
0: Okay. Let um, me think. Have you ever used a Rage Bridge version? Or, sorry, V2, PID 3567, in a project? If so, what is it? What impressed you about it, the Rage Bridge to put in uh, in the for store?
1: Um, the developer is really cool. He's a really good engineer, um, and anything he designs I know is going to be the best possible thing you can get, and that's why we stock it.
0: Okay. And I think that might be Let me just check other places. Yeah, sure. I'm here to answer
1: questions.
0: Oh, consider getting a used pick-and-place, is there some place I could get trained that type of machine before committing? Don't get a
1: used pick-and-place. That's my recommendation. (laughs) I I have never seen anyone who got a used pick-and-place and and said, wow, that was a great idea.
0: So, yeah. I I would rather...
1: I'd get a cheaper one new with a service contract than get a used one. Um, Even if that means getting something like a Neoden or whatever, just like a beginner, I just... I mean, even having gotten multiple new picking places, um, it's a struggle, right? It's bad enough when it's new, and you have support. I can't even comprehend if you don't have a service contract and you don't have tech support for these machines. Additionally,
0: um, trying to find a company that has the same one that you're going to be getting, working, and then saying, hey, can you stop production and and train me on this machine – um, just bringing a person in from the outside now with COVID is hard. Um, however workplace training has to happen, it's like that's a tough one to figure out. Like, how would you, how would you get trained on a machine that you might be buying from someone else? So I think um, when you buy a machine um, or you can, like, work with a contract manufacturer and have them run the machines – you buy one, though, that's usually when you get the training and you can get a service contract, and we've needed to use it for all of our machines. Um, it's one of the great things about them is, like, part breaks, it's o- they're, overnight, overnight they're, part.
1: They are beasts of machine. You really you, you can't really fix them yourself. Um, yeah. You know, people I know with with who got used machines, it took them a very long time to get them up and running. I, I don't think it's worth it. That's yeah. my opinion, though.
0: Okay. Uh, pierce esp32 8266 has taken off at a much faster rate than laura do you see the same trends as laura reached the peak yet? no these are pretty different things
1: yeah i mean they're they're like you know cellular is also popular like yeah but people i mean like it is what people want to use if you if you want to use wi-fi then those are good wi-fi chips but I don't think it's I don't think you can really compare different wireless protocols.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like there's Bluetooth chips that we use and then there's Wi-Fi and it's uh it's not that one's taken off faster than the other, it's just like a lot of it depends on those are closer cuz they're like
1: they but they're so different. Yeah. I mean like I can't you can't compare it. There, there's I don't see any situation where you would use them interchangeably. They they solve different problems. Yeah. You can watch our uh, IoT video series to learn about when you'd want to use each one.
0: Yeah, but that being said, I mean, I we see a lot of projects, and there's always lower projects, and there's always, yeah. you know, USB-32 projects. All right. I think that is going to be the questions that we got through tonight. Do, 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 do. That's it? Okay. Oh, one more. Sorry. Yeah. There was. Uh, does Adafruit make a USB charging module that passes the data, data lines, either over another USB or some pin?
1: Yeah, I think the, the latest solar charger, like the BQ24-something-something, something, it, bring, it bring out the D-plus and D-minus pins.
0: Okay. Mm, that's our cousins for Okay, great. Gonna...
1: Thanks, everybody.
0: All right, that's our show for this week. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be here next week. Special thanks it's to you. Like
1: There's a good like fidget, fidget spinner, too, by the way, this RECOM thing. Yeah. It's nice to hold.
0: It does remind me of like futuristic things, like every time you're messing around with like the power supply in the enterprise, next generation yeah, forward. Like, they're always like power supply pink and dunk. it's like okay. It like, plugs in nice. All this needs to be is a crystal and then you know a glowing kind of su- yeah. glowing
1: pink and then like it comes out of data's head or something. Yeah.
0: Something like that. But it's it's very futuristic that it does all that in that compact module.
1: Yeah,
0: um, we'll be here next week. Thanks for um, behind the scenes stuff, Jesse May. Okay,
1: thanks Jesse. And
0: May. thank you all of Radar for team members that are in the chat. And thank you all of the community members. Don't forget, um, we are shipping smart and safe, our entire team Thanks to hear some pre-COVID photos when you buy something from Metafruit. You are supporting a USA manufacturing company that's trying to get through this just like all of you are. So uh, we can help each other. We'll make cool stuff, do shows, release open source software and hardware. Um, all you got to do is buy something once in a while. Yeah, Not think, a bad deal.
1: Think of all the stuff that we do for you. For
0: Not free. About, yeah, but think of all the stuff that uh, oh, yeah. uh, the community does with and for us and our team. So it's a neat partnership. Let's keep it up. Um, let's We lasted longer than fries, not in terms of the number of years, but just where we're at on the timeline, so not bad. Yeah. Hanging in there. So All right, we'll see everybody next week. Thanks so much. Here is a moment of Zener.